The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my children. Stoner Jesus here from the Stoner Jesus Show. I want to talk to you about a problem that many, many cannabis users have encountered over the years. I'm talking about the ADHD stoner, the hyperactive stoner, if you will. Many of you can relate, but what can be done about stoners with ADHD? Hello, my name is Schizo, and I have stoner ADHD. It's becoming a real problem for my family and friends. Well, I'll be smoking a joint, and they'll look at me, and I'll be gone. Where did Schizo go, they ask? Where did I go? I think I went to the kitchen. I don't remember. I don't remember. But where can people turn for help? Oh, now I remember. It was the kitchen. I made s'mores. S'mores, man! Fucking s'mores! So you're asking, Stoner Jesus, what can be done? Well, I bring to you St. Peter's Stoner ADHD Get Tough Program. All you need to do is call 1-420-SIT-DOWN. That's 1-420-SIT-DOWN. Then put the call on speakerphone and hear St. Peter give helpful advice like this. Hey! Hey! Sit your ass down! And? Well, I guess from now on, your name's gonna be Skip! Let St. Peter bring some tough love to your friends who may have stoner ADHD. Make sure you call 1420-SIT-DOWN today. You can put your weed in there. Stone is Jesus. Oh, check this out. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. A lot of people don't realize this, but you can put your weed in there. This is the Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. It's my Greg, you're a prune tang. If I can use a medical term. Man, oh, man. You're gay. There's no facts in the, in the church. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. Don't try to debate me on something. Motherfucker, I can't do many things well, but words are my shit. Yes, indeed he do. Words are indeed my shit. Welcome, everybody. Stoner Jesus Show Live, Chapter 3, Verse 14. I am your host, Stoner Jesus. We are live. So after midnight in the East, it's officially February 1st, 2020. It's officially Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. Welcome to a very special edition of the Stern Jesus Show. A lot of shit going on tonight. We're live in many places. Periscope, Twitter, Stern Jesus 420. We're on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. We 
want to find past audio episodes, all that shit, social media links, stuff like that, stonerjesus.net, that's where you can find it, whether it's past uh, live video links or uh, audio shows, stonerjesus.net, all information on the show can be found there as well. If you want to email the show, stonerjesus420 at gmail.com. If you're on Facebook, you want to join our group for the show, Disciples of Stoner Jesus on Facebook. Search Disciples of Stoner Jesus on Facebook. Of course, also don't miss Stoner Jesus Show Gaming. It's the awesome shit. I do it on all these same streams. Get drunk, take shots when I die of Fortnite, shit like that. I'm a noob. I noob the fuck out. Awesome gaming. Check that shit out as well. Tonight, a lot of stuff going on. Including a ding-dong ditch gone wrong. Also, the Penny Challenge. And Catapult Guy, also a special classic MILF porn star interview. Mindy Mink interviewed her a few years ago. We'll play that in this segment. Something very special. A brand new smoking game. A tribute to Kobe Bryant. I'll tell you what you need, how to play, how to win. All that shit is coming up. I'm rocking out the theme song. It's enough, though. Kill that shit. Important talking going on now. I'm doing, I'm doing important talking now, damn it. Anyway, as many of you may know, as I switch over the graphic, there we go. As many of you may know, I'm sure all of you know, if you, unless you're living under a fucking rock, there's no way you couldn't know. Less than a week ago, Kobe Bryant and his daughter, some other people, uh, whose names don't get mentioned nearly as much as Kobe Bryant for obvious reasons. They died in a helicopter crash. Ever since then, there's been tributes and memorials and vigils, and everybody who knows Kobe has spoken out, and everybody who has Kobe's story or a connection to Kobe in some way have all spoken and, and memorialized and, and, and eulogized Kobe and his legendary career and all of that. Now, I wasn't a particular Laker fan. I don't have any Kobe stories. I don't have any special connection to Kobe or the team per se. So I was racking my brain all week thinking to myself, Stern Jesus, how can you possibly take this tragedy and make it about yourself? I thought long and hard about it. And then it hit me. A smoking game. A smoking game to immortalize me and Kobe. Something people will be playing hundreds of years from now, long after I'm gone. Maybe in a helicopter crash, I don't know. I don't ride helicopters, so the odds of that are, are poor. But still, however I go, hundreds of years from now, people will be playing the smoking game. In tribute to Kobe and myself, of course. And in that way, I would immortalize myself and my tribute to Kobe Bryant. Of course, there's more to creating a game than just saying, hey, I want to have a game. You actually put some thought into it. So I did that as well. <laughs> I got what you need, the rules. I haven't come up with a name yet. I'm probably going to do a poll on Twitter. I'll maybe get some feedback from you all, see what you think. Maybe you have a better idea for a name. I don't know. You can add me a Stern Jesus 420 if you so choose. Here is what I have so far, the Kobe Smoking Game Rules. If you're watching the video version of the show, they're all right there. If not, if you're watching the audio, I will read them for you as if you were blind because you cannot see them. 
Kobe smoking game rules. Here's what you're going to need. You're going to need four dice. You're going to need a bong, enough weed to get through a long game, because this could be a long game. You need the ability to keep score to 33,643. I don't know. Um, I... You can write it down on a piece of paper. You can do it in a, in a spreadsheet. You can do it on a calculator, which I wouldn't recommend because you hit the fucking clear button and it's gone. And you don't know what the fuck the score was. Anyway, and there's a lot of leeway with all this stuff. It's going to be up to you. How you keep score is one of those things. You're also going to need some kind of spherical ball of paper or maybe, well, maybe cardboard, but really paper would probably work better, and a trash can. The makeup of the ball, the trash can, all that, that's all up to you. Again, there's a lot of leeway with these rules. So that's all the stuff you need. We'll go through a couple of the rules, how you keep score. Obviously, as I said, the goal is to get to 33,643. you got to get there with points, obviously. And like I said, this could be a very long game because of the points, you know, they, they it's going to take a while for them to add up. Now let's say you have four dice, as I said. Let's say you roll four sixes. That's a 24. That's a Kobe. His number was 24. At least one of his two numbers was 24. We'll get to number eight here in a minute. 24. You roll a 24. You take a bong rip. And you yell, Kobe. As you exhale, whatever. Again, there's leeway here. It's, it's whatever. Whatever you feel that you want your game to be. Whenever you yell Kobe in relation to your bong rip. You also get 810 points, which is the most points you can get. Now, when you come later, you see all the other totals are multiplied by 10. You're saying, hey, how the hell did you get 810? It's because Kobe's biggest game as a score was 81 points. You multiply that by 10, that's 810 points. That's the Kobe. That's the big motherfucker. The four sixes, Kobe. Bam. Not even confused with Yahtzee. This is nothing like Yahtzee. It was a trademarked game. This is Kobe. Now, you have four dice. You can roll whatever, obviously. Let's say you roll 20, a total of 20 with your four dice. 20, you multiply that by 10. You multiply them all by 10 unless it's a Kobe or the um, the very special uh, 8 coming up. I'll tell you about in a minute. Anything that's not an 8 or a 24, you multiply it by 10. Say it's 20 points, that's 200. So you had 200 points to your score. Now, let's say you roll an 8, which is Kobe's other number. You do take a bong rip, so that's a good thing. But you get no points for an 8. You don't get your 80. You get nothing. And you pass the ball, in this case being the four dice, to the next player. And that rarely happens because Kobe didn't pass a lot. It wasn't Kobe's thing. First player, obviously, to 33,643, which is the amount of points that Kobe scored in his NBA career. And then, once they get to that threshold, they have to hit the shot with the ball of paper into the garbage can while yelling, Kobe! If they miss the shot, the play, it goes to the next player, and they have to try again on their turn. And if someone else passes the 33,643 and hits the shot before they can make their shot, then that person wins. Again, the length of the shot, the makeup of the ball, the garbage can, all that is up to the players of the game, as long as everybody's facing the same odds, the same distance, using the same stuff, it doesn't matter. You can decorate the, the garbage can, you can make a make it be a bank shot, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. It's just your thing, bro. Well, it's my thing mainly, and then kind of Kobe's thing, and then it's your thing. So it's your thing third. 
You can customize it. There's a lot of leeway, as I said. Now, while you're playing this game, you can have helicopter sound effects if you, if you so wish, but I think that's kind of vulgar. I don't think there's any need for that kind of vulgarity. Now, one last thing. Let's say someone gets a 24 or is trying to win, hits the, hits the shot, and they don't yell Kobe. What happens then? Again, a lot of leeway. Will not consensual stuff happen? I don't know. There's a question mark there. Again, a reference to another event in Kobe Bryant's life. So there are the rules. It's the rules. If you didn't get it, go back through it. It's all right there. It's very self-explanatory. It's not, it's not hard. I, I made it simple on purpose. <laughs> not only for you, dumbasses, but for me, dumbasses. And so, now, possible names. Again, I probably have a poll on Twitter. I'll probably like post a clip of like me explaining the game. And then in the next part of the Twitter thread, I'll put the poll so people can watch the video and kind of get a feel for the game and then decide on possible names. So far, I have... Here's just some examples. There's more, obviously. Kobe Smoke. Kobe Toke. Kobe Rips. R.I.P. Kobe. Or Rip Kobe. Or Kobe Dice. I really don't like Kobe Dice, but just kind of, it has a little bit of a ring to it, so that's what I'm going with. I like R.I.P. Kobe. It has a double meaning, obviously, but I think a lot of people are going to confuse R.I.P. Kobe and think I'm saying rest in peace, Kobe, when I'm instead talking about the smoking game. R.I.P. Kobe. So I'm thinking R.I.P. Kobe might not make the cut for that reason, even though it has the cool double meaning. I want people to know this is my thing. <laughs> I'm what's important here. <laughs> but Kobe Smoke, Kobe Toe, Kobe Rips. I'm kind of leaning towards Kobe Rips. I wasn't earlier today, but I am now. But I'll probably do a, a Twitter poll at Jesus 420 on Twitter. So be on the lookout for that. But that is the Kobe Smoking game. Again, you're just going to need four dice, a bong, a lot of weed, because it could be a long game, as you can see, if you're doing 200, 250, 300 points at a time. To get to 33,643, it's going to take a while. So be prepared. So when I say weed, a lot of weed. You want to have more than one bong? Again, that's up to you. A lot of leeway. You have four people, you can have four bongs. I don't give a shit. What am I, what am I going to... Break into your house like the fucking Kool-Aid man and say, no, no, you're violating both the rules and or the spirit of the game. No, there's, there's some basic guidelines here. After that, go fucking nuts. Maybe you could have Kobe highlights playing while it's happening. I mean, I, it's, it's up to you. Again. Just this is just the broad the broad strokes the 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 the, the tent poles if you will the structure for which you can build your customized home Kobe dice based smoking game. Possible names include Kobe Smoke, Kobe Toke, Kobe Rips, R.I.P. Kobe, Rip Kobe, or Kobe Dice, or maybe something else I haven't thought of yet. Home version coming soon. I'll make like an Etsy store or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that far ahead. I do know one thing. One night, myself, I'll get a couple other people together, and we'll sit here live on the air, and we'll play the Kobe smoking game. I already have it all picked out in my head. I'll have like the, the different uh, camera angles. I have myself, and I'll have like a camera on where like the dice are rolled, so you know what the score is. And then 
I'll have like a scoreboard that I'll be able to put up and, and keep track of. I think I have like this software has like scoreboards and shit. You'll be able to see people's scores in real time and who's winning, who's on the verge of winning. I have a camera on the, the garbage can. So you can see if the, somebody makes the shot. Oh, just so many possibilities for greatness. <laughs> and in the end, isn't that really the lesson of Kobe Bryant's life? Greatness, excelling at something, whatever it may be, whatever your chosen profession is, being the best in that profession. Excellence. See, there you go. And if, uh, if this gets big and makes me rich and famous, well, I will forget all of you. I have no loyalty to any of you. I will drop you like a fucking sack of potatoes and move to my big-ass mansion built from the royalties made for my Kobe smoking game. Hopefully the family or his estate doesn't sue me. I mean, that would suck for me to go through all this trouble just to be victimized in the end. Coming up, we got a dumb shit. Just dumb shit. Ding dong ditch. That's pretty dumb. The way it turns out is really fucking dumb. The penny challenge. Oh, so dumb. Catapult guy. Is catapult guy the dumbest of all? I don't know. Maybe. Also, a classic interview I did a couple years ago with Mindy Mink. Gorgeous MILF porn star. MILF! If you don't know what MILF means by now, I'm not, freaking, I'm not your sexual educator. It's not fucking health class, son. Go Google it. Pick up a book. You have some books lying around. Talk about MILFs. Sort of MILF encyclopedia. I don't know. I don't know what's in your fucking house. God damn it. Anyway, all that's coming up. Stern Jesus Show. Live at chapter 3. Verse 14. We're live in many places. Twitter, Periscope, Twitch, YouTube, and... Facebook, I think, is one I didn't mention. <laughs> so, on stonerjesus.net, all information on the show, audio shows, all that stuff. Cannabisradio.com as well. You can find myself and many other great podcasts. I'm on Stitcher and Spotify and iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Check it out. Just search The Stoner Jesus Show. Seek and ye shall find, as they say, dumb shit coming up. <laughs> well, dumb shit's always coming up. Specifically, this next segment focuses on other people doing dumb shit. Stoner Jesus Show Live. We'll be back, Dick Nuggets. The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. The Stoner Jesus Show is brought to you in part by Hemptations.com and PlanetEverywhere.com. They got a lot of awesome stuff for you to check out. But don't just take my word for it. Let Beach, the owner of Hemptations, tell you all about it. It's a very large selection of hemp goods. Everything from reusable coffee filters to frisbees, bandanas, everything planted everywhere on the site is made in Cincinnati, Ohio, made locally. We also have other retail products from our cosmetics, uh, earthly body product, bags on the retail site. You know, again, uh, anybody local in Cincinnati can go to Hemptations.com and get the info on the stores. Planted everywhere is our .com, is our retail site. You can 
can hit me up on Hemptation Beach or like my Facebook page, Hemptations or Hemptations 2. I'm on Twitter, Google, <laughs> I'm on the internet everywhere, just like everyone. Um, you know, we love to hear from people all over the world, positive things about industrial hemp. That's what I do. That's what we do. Largest selection of industrial hemp on the planet in the stores. And I'd like to grow that inventory to be able to say that I haven't actually checked out all the other hemp retail spots to see if we have the largest amount on our planet everywhere but uh, it's a it's a fair it's a fair selection and as beach always says having temptations cannabis use isn't the only thing growing so are we grow with us cannabisradio.com yeah another st peter classic fired up yo saw her standing there looking all hot and shit as I walked across the room I knew this was it her titties were standing out the kind you want to put in your mouth and I asked her straight up if she would sell me some weed yeah some weed and I asked her right then if she would sell me some weed yeah some weed saying I love smoking bowls Pick it up and stick it in my mouth, baby. I love smoking bowls. Fire one up and I suck on it. Woot! She smiled and motioned for me to follow her. She led me outside and we stopped next to a dumpster. I asked her if she had the shit. She said the chill, she had it. Next thing I knew, she pulled out this dank-ass weed, dank-ass weed. She pulled out this fat bag of dank-ass weed, dank-ass weed. Saying, I love smoking bowls. Pack it up and shove it in my mouth, baby. I love smoking bowls. Fire it up and puff on it. Woot! Yeah, blaze one up, bitch. She said, you're really hot. Do you want to share this pot? I said, would you just sell me some fucking weed? Yeah, some weed. I'm looking to buy a bag of fucking weed. Yeah, some weed. Because I love smoking bowls. Nice and hard in my mouth, baby. I love smoking bowls. Let's move along now so I can smoke some weed. Yeah. That bitch was persistent. But I got my fucking bag of weed. and went home and smoked it by myself. I'm awesome. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches. Premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com.
Repair Salon speaks to patients, advocates, and professionals to keep you informed on all the latest trends and advancements in the medical cannabis industry on Alternative Talk, presented by AlternativeVibes.com. Tuesdays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Learning the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Awaken, adjust, and aspire. High on Healthy. Mondays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah. Stern Jesus Show Live, Chapter 3, Verse 14. It's February 1st, 2020. The official beginning of Black History Month. Welcome to all my black brethren, my brothers. <laughs> For those of you listening on audio, that joke is not nearly as funny as it is if you're watching the video, but that's fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter. It's cool. It's cool, bro. We're live. On Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook, audio shows and more information on the show can be found at stonerjesus.net. Coming up still, got the uh, Mindy Mink interview I did a couple weeks, uh, a couple weeks, a couple years ago. Classic interview, very famous MILF porn star. I don't remember a lot of what we talked about, but it was a half hour interview, so we must have talked about a lot of stuff. A lot of my interviews don't go that long. This one did. So check that out a little bit later. Now is time for some dumb shit as the graphic change alerts you and tells you. Again, if you're not watching the video version of the show, that's not nearly as funny as it should be. That's fine. This first video, I believe from Inside Edition. If not, they will correct me. It's a ding dong ditch gone wrong. I say wrong, very wrong. It's called Ding Dong Ditch. Kids ringing doorbells and making a run for it. The prank is even featured in this ad for the ring doorbell. But now Ding Dong Ditch has turned tragic for these three teens. Cops say they did the prank and the homeowner in Riverside County, California was so furious, he pursued them in his car and then intentionally ran them off the road. 16-year-old best friends Daniel Hawkins, Drake Ruiz, and Jacob Ivascu were all killed in the collision. Three other teens survived the crash, including the driver, who says they were horrified when homeowner Anuraj Chandra chased them down in his car and rammed into them. Chandra was charged with murder. When he appeared in court this week, he showed no emotion. So, look, I understand kids are fucking annoying. Believe me, they're the worst. Between you and me, we can talk adult to adult for a minute. Kids are the worst. They're the fucking worst. But getting in your car because someone rang your doorbell and ran away and chasing them down and running them off the road on purpose and killing them, 
it's a bit of an escalation of the situation. That's the kind of response you'd expect if, say, these three kids raped your daughter. You got in your car and ran them down and ran them off the road. In that case, most people would be like, yeah, that sounds, yeah, okay. Sounds about right. And I understand, again, annoying. The doorbell, you go to the door, there's nobody there, they're running away. It's very annoying. But, I mean, at a certain point, your reaction has to, you know, at least be in the ballpark. Such an extreme reaction to kill these kids because they rang your doorbell. They didn't even touch you physically. They rang your doorbell. They didn't even break anything. Frankly, bro, they didn't even break your window. They rang your doorbell. It's fucking nuts. And that's why the guy's sitting there like a goddamn zombie in court with no emotion because he's fucking nuts. Look at him right there. Fucking nut job. Where's his, uh, his mug shot? Where's it, where's it at there? Whoops. There it is. Crazy motherfucker. Anuraj Chandra chased them down in his car and rammed into them. Chandra was charged with murder. When he appeared in court this week, he showed no emotion. Outside court, the devastated parents of the three inseparable friends who were killed spoke out. Craig Hawkins choked up as he remembered his son. People are really stepping up and standing with us and we're... <laughs> Debbie Ruiz remembered her son as someone who loved to make others laugh. Joy and happiness were his main uh, priorities in life and we had a lot of fun together. Now these parents are trying to come to grips with how their sons lost their lives all over a silly prank. I like the doorbell sound effect. Necessary. I don't know. Inside edition. Going hard. Going fucking hard. I don't know if this next one's inside edition as well or not. I think it might be. I don't know. Sometimes I don't remember where I find this shit. Inside edition apparently has a lot of good videos. <laughs> the penny challenge. I didn't know this was a thing. It continues with our our, our little theme of dumb shit. The penny challenge circulating on TikTok can be dangerous, firefighters warn, referencing this specific video as an example of what not to do. A trend on the popular app TikTok is actually causing fire. This challenge is damaging schools and putting teenagers in danger. A letter from the state fire marshal in Massachusetts addressed to firefighters across the country said, the challenge involves using the plug part of a phone charger, partially inserting it into the wall outlet and then sliding a penny down the wall onto the exposed prongs. The result is sparks, electrical system damage, and in some cases, fire. It sounds like a lot of work. You see it there, it's a lot. You, you put, the, put the plug part of the phone charger kind of in and slide the penny down to where it can rest on the exposed prongs. You know, back in my day, you wanted to fucking electrocute yourself, you just got a fork or something and jammed that sucker right in the fucking socket. It's a big metal fork. Just get them those fucking tines lined up. Like you're like you're porking abroad. <laughs> Shove it in there. Like you're porking abroad. You get what I'm saying? I don't know. These fucking kids. That's what I'm talking about. I get it. They're annoying. They're stupid. They do stupid, dumb shit. They fucking shove pennies into outlets and, and eat Tide Pods. Dumb as fucking rocks. 
Even the smartest kid is dumb as shit. The letter adds, this video is a concern and similar to past viral videos that encourage unsafe behavior. Listen, later in the video, they go through some of the things that it's caused. Not just a possible electrocution of the person doing the said penny challenge, but just wholesale fucking electrical problems in the building. People are warning of the dangers in the comments of this TikTok video example now on YouTube. I actually did this and my parents thought I plugged it in wrong. My living room power went out, so I went to the fuse power box in hopes of getting it back. One person wrote, Seriously, don't try this, people. I don't think your parents want to go through that, especially if your fuse breaks. My son just did this and blew out the power in half our house, another person wrote. This burnt outlet was the result shit. of students trying the challenge in a school. They could have set fire to part of the classroom or any books, papers, or anything in the They could have killed everyone in a fucking blaze to the area and they could have um, shorted out the electrical system in the building and they could have had a fire going in the walls of the building they're now facing charges for insideedition.com fire in the walls so I always love like the the push people say oh well you know 16 year olds should be able to vote and so on and so forth really really you think it's going to improve the quality Let's say you're one of the people who believes in the system as it is. I'm not, but whatever. Do you really think that letting 16 and 17-year-olds vote is going to improve the quality of the people that are in office? Or are we going to start seeing like YouTube stars in Congress? Like Logan Paul, that one that sells makeup. We'll see makeup influencers in Congress. Is that what you want? Makeup influencers in Congress? Ending the theme of dumb shit. Perhaps the dumbest shit of all. I don't know. I find it hard to quantify dumb shit. But this could be it. This is a guy with a parachute stuck to him. Well, it's not stuck to him. You know, he's wearing a parachute. And he's being launched in the air. With a catapult. If you're really, again, if you're not watching the video, you really should be. Otherwise, you're just hearing people in the background. Boom. That's out the. Then they give you some other angles. There's something else inside. So you've seen he's got a GoPro on his head. He's shot into the air. The catapult. But there he is landing. Yeah. Yay. He's on the ground. It's the landing area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not dead. He's the point. I don't know. I mean, people just have, they have a need to, um, I was going to say they have a need for speed. <laughs> they have a need just to do crazy shit. I mean, I guess it's an addiction like anything else, the adrenaline rush or, or whatever. Again, I'm, I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those adrenaline junkies. It's about as hardcore as it gets, <laughs> me sitting <laughs> in front of this camera 
saying dumb shit that's terribly funny in some instances. Anyway, speaking of dumb shit that's terribly funny in some instances, we have more Stoner Jesus show to come. StonerJesus.net, of course, for all information on the show. Coming up, my classic interview with MILF porn star Mindy Mink, at Mindy Mink on Twitter. That's Mindy with two eyes, the I after the M, and then the I at the end. Mink, M-I-N-K. Next coming up, I'll play my interview I did with her a couple years ago. I think it was maybe 2017, so maybe it's a few years ago. I don't know. As the official show historian, I'm not quite clear on the exact date. I could probably go look it up, but it's not necessary. Suffice it to say, it's a good fucking interview, and you should stay tuned for it. Thanks, everybody, for checking out the show. It's uh, you know, I try to do them, as I said, when I can. I've got a lot of other shows going on. I've got the, the, the High Noon Hemp show and I've got Cannabis News from the Marijuana Times. All kinds of shit is going on. But my first love, my home base, my show is always the Stoner Jesus Show. Hope you've enjoyed. Keep spreading the word about stonerjesus.net. That would be awesome of you if you can, you know, do that. I'd appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. Stay tuned for the interview I did a few years ago with Mindy Mink. It's awesome. Peace, bitches. The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. Today I started smoking my weed again. I'm right back where I really always been. I got over my weed just long enough to let my probation end. And today I started smoking my weed again. Hey, boy, pass me that joint. <laughs> Chong's choice. <laughs> the Tommy Chung Podcast, only on CannabisRadio.com. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. On NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, Mondays on Demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint 
Illicit cannabis should be no crime. Hemp ink is even hot proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp ink. The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, everybody. It's Stoner Jesus Show on Skype. We have Mindy Mink from MindyMink.com. That's Mindy with two eyes. You want to find her, MindyMink.com. Welcome to the show, Mindy. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out because a lot of people search my name, but they spell it M-I-N-D-Y. Yeah. And that's not me. And they're not going to find you. (laughs) (laughs) They'll they'll not find me. They'll find some other Mindy's, but they won't find me, Mindy Mink. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on the show and, and taking time out of your schedule. I know you're busy and got a lot of stuff going on of course we'll talk about all that uh during the interview um but i want to start with uh you're in the adult business uh, you do videos and and content uh how'd you how and why did you get started doing that Ooh, um i started doing any type of adult work as a webcam model just over five years ago and the way that happened was i was doing sales and marketing um, for various companies and the company I was working for at that point, five years ago, my job went from full-time to part-time. And so it was kind of one of those thoughts of what am I going to do now? (laughs) And I was a single mom, you know, at the time, uh, and I was moving out of state in a year. So the whole idea of getting a whole new job and that kind of thing just didn't seem possible. And so my boyfriend, who um, who is now my fiance, but he had said, well, in the meantime, you should be a webcam model. And I didn't really understand what that even was. Like, I never really watched porn. I, you know, I've always been a sexual person, uh, but never knew what that was. So he pulled up some sites and I went, oh, so oh, okay, I, I could try that. I mean, got nothing to lose, possibly a lot to gain. So I started doing that, and that was October of 2012. And then by January 1st, I quit the then part-time job and went full-time with webcamming and built up a nice uh, following and fans doing uh, the camming shows. Uh, And then there was always that kind of like, well, are you ever going to get into porn? You know, so then I was like, well... Maybe. And then I finally decided because I've been bisexual my entire life and um, love the ladies so much that uh, I would do girl, girl. Yeah. Porn. And so then I ventured out to the big ABN expo that's held in Vegas every year in January and met uh, the company that I was feeling was most suited for me and filled out an application. And then few months later they had me come out and that was in June of 14 
and um, got exclusively contracted with them for a year and a half, which was amazing because I was like this webcam model and now I was shot up to this lesbian porn star. <laughs> <laughs> so everything just like fell into my lap in a way. I, I was very blessed and fortunate. And uh, so, yeah, that's how I started off getting into everything. I feel like I should have introduced you as lesbian porn star. I think that would have been a better beginning to the interview. <laughs> yeah, it might, might have been because that is all I do. Um, mm. I have a lot of people asking, you know, will I ever do boy girl? And the answer is no, I will not do boy girl for personal reasons. Mm. Um, it's just not my cup of tea. Uh, I am now engaged, but even if I wasn't engaged or whatever, I still, it still wouldn't be something I would want to do. Um, it's just, like I said, not really my cup of tea. Uh, now, what's confusing to people is uh, I film a lot of um, kinky fetish style video clips yeah. for the clips. And every once in a while, there'll be one out there or people will find one where there's, you know, a cock in my mouth or <laughs> in my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so then it confuses people. I thought you didn't do boy girl. I don't. It's that's my guy. That's my man. Yeah. You know? Occasionally, I get the request um, to do that and, you know, a paid custom video. So I do. But that's the only one that you'll see me with. <laughs> yeah, I noticed a lot of your videos online are you talking to, like, point of view, like talking to the camera. Uh, is that your guy behind the camera and you're basically just in your mind, you're, you're talking to him while you're doing that? Yeah, um, that's exactly what's happening. He's he's filming it, and I'm talking to the camera because the virtual reality, not virtual reality, the virtual um, sex idea, um, where you know I get people email me their story idea uh, for a custom video, and then I do that for them, and so they come up with a scenario and story, and so I'm just like talking to them, so to speak. He's holding the, my fiance is holding the camera, but yeah. So I'm acting out the story and the virtu and it's virtual sex um, 90% of the time, 90, probably 5% of the time. So it's simulated sex. You yeah. know, it looks like I'm giving a blow job, you know, or having sex or, you know, whatever. So yeah, those, that's a, besides the lesbian porn that I film, I go to LA and Vegas and film for major production companies. That is a huge part of what I've been doing, you know, yeah. the last probably three years is the, uh, the custom videos. So I noticed a lot of them are like, um, you said that the fetishes is like a mom, stepmom, aunt type fetishes. Is that what you get mostly requested for? Yes, definitely. And you know, when I started webcam modeling that first day, <laughs> October 26, <laughs> 2012, I'll never forget it. The campsite that I'm on, you can, um, take me one-on-one -on -one exclusive. Mm. And then you can also like start a paid room and multiple people can come in and out. So day one, I had someone say, can you do a stepmom son role play in exclusive? And I was like, what does that mean? Like, I didn't understand <laughs> anything. OK, like I said, I never watched porn. So people would say J.O.I. and C.E.I. and all these like I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. but. <laughs> So he explained to me, well, I want you to pretend like you're my stepmom. And I was like, oh. And then and then I said, well, you know, I'm actually a mom of a son. I don't know if I can do this. You know, because yeah. at that time it was like, uh, I don't know, you know. So we went into the, the exclusive room and then I acted it out and played the part. And 
you know, he stayed in the room for a very long time. And, <laughs> you know, at the time, like I said, you know, struggling to make ends meet, I was like, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, is this something you like discovered that you were good at and you weren't like self-conscious about like the acting out and all that? Yeah. I discovered that I am really good at the role <laughs> play. And it's just from that day on, it's just, that was always what, well, it helped that when I started webcamming, I was almost 45 years old. I'm 49 now. Wow. I just turned 49 this month. But so the age, people would see the age, you know, on my profile, my cam site, and they would be like, she's perfect for that role play. Yeah. And then people learned I was really a mom and that just upped, upped up my popularity. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Um, it's weird. Any- Since I started doing this show, I've interviewed quite a few cam models and, and adult stars. And I even thought, you know, I watched a lot of porn in my life and I thought, well, I know, you know, everything there is to know about porn, but some of the fetishes I had no idea, like the balloon fetish and the penis humiliation fetish and stuff like that. Yeah. I never knew existed. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know about it either until I started webcamming and I was getting these requests, you know, of, of the small penis humiliation and um, the CEI. That was always, I was like, see, you know, that one's come eating instructions. Hmm. Um, you know, I've had so many different types of Skype shows because now I offer Skype as yeah. well as, you know, I'm on, on my, I'm on a cam site, but only once a week for my membership website for members and then other people can can watch too and pay it per minute rate but i couldn't i i could write a book i could <laughs> write a book about all the different kinks and fetishes that i've done either through a custom video or through a show it's it's amazing you probably it's, should that's probably a really good idea <laughs> i know and you know what tomorrow i'm filming two custom videos and one of them one of them's a, a lesbian thing so that one's not you know, that unusual, but if I can, I'll tell you what the one tomorrow is. Absolutely. I've never been asked this before. This one is really different. So the story goes that I'm waking up this man, not necessarily son or whatever, just, just boyfriend, probably, you know, I'm guessing. Um, and I wake him up and I let him know that I just castrated him in the night while he was sleeping. (laughs) And then I'm going to pull out a cooked sausage and let him know, show him that this is your penis and it's mine. You know, and you're never going to have sex with anybody. And then I'm going to cut the sausage in pieces and eat it and talk about how yummy his penis is <laughs> and how I taste his cum and all this wild stuff. I'm trying to remember all the, all the script to it. But, um, and that's the gist of the story. Wow. You know, it's, I mean, again, every time I turn around, I get asked to do something even more wild or more crazy. And that one definitely will be, be up there. <laughs> I've, I've eaten, I've done the boar fetish where um, I had little tiny people and they were in cereal and I was eating them. Um, armpit <laughs> fetish. I'm trying to think of the really different ones. Armpit. Yeah. So. I've done Skype shows or, or whatever where just focus on my armpit, hmm. you know, to each his own, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, I pretty much have done or are willing to do just about anything, you know, except for the ones that are obviously like, you know, no. I don't need to 
I have to even say which ones those are, but you know, the ones that you just don't do, you know, as far as all the weird kinky stuff, I actually like it because I find it different and it's, you know, it's never a dull moment over here at my house. I'll just put it to you that way. (laughs) (laughs) Keeps things fun. So if you're, uh, you're, you're doing the Skype shows, you can see them, right? Yeah. Like whatever they're doing. So what's like the craziest thing you've ever seen as far as that goes? Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. What I've seen, <clears throat> I've seen, I guess the craziest would be I've seen men dress up um, as women and use toys on them themselves, you know, um, and eat their cum. Yeah. Is there anything you've ever seen where you're just like, no, I can't, I can't do this. You got to stop doing that. <laughs> no, there really hasn't been anything. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, there hasn't been anything. I'm like I said, and I think people find when they meet me um, on on Skype and stuff to do these shows that I'm easy to talk to, and I am like the least judgmental person. I don't like to be judged for anything I do, and I felt that way my whole life, and I have yeah. never judged people ever. It's just not cool. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We're, to, we're not here to judge one one another. So <laughs> I think if, given off that persona and that people know they can come to me with their wildest fetish or ideas or thoughts and I'm going to be totally cool about it because back to like the girl girl filming born um there's a lot of women you know that are older like myself I think I'm probably one of the oldest ones out there no joke no joke um but a lot of the more mature women will not do the stepdaughter stepson filming they're just not not comfortable with it but like like I was saying earlier and you brought up, I, I've been doing it now for over five years, this whole step son, step daughter mentality. So, and I'm good at it. No, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, and who knows, you know, in another few years from now, the fetish might be something different, you know, um, it kind of goes in waves, you know, yeah. fetish and thoughts. And I, and a lot of people have asked me, well, why do you think the stepson thing is so popular? And, I've asked a few of the ones that I have Skyped with doing these, these types of shows for literally three, four years. And they're not just guys who are 18, 20 years old. They're guys that are 30 and 40 years old. Um, Cause I think that's the misconception that it might always be a younger guy wanting to portray the son part. Yeah. But um, I've learned through speaking with some of my, um, you know, hardcore fans that have stuck with me for years that it's, they're kind of desensitized by what's out there. You, you know, I mean, like it's easy to see anything these days, right? Yeah. And we all know mentally your brain is the biggest sex organ. So if that is stimulated, the rest will follow. And I think a lot of men have reached that point where they've seen everything and they need something more to get excited about and doing something that's quote unquote so wrong you know yeah. what I mean? It's exciting to them. And they, they like that feeling of, oh, my God, I'm having sex with my stepmom, even though they're not. But, you yeah. know, what I mean? it's just that, that the idea. It's all the idea. That's why if you notice in the, in all these taboo videos that you've seen, um, there's such a story to it. Yeah. There's a lot of story to it. And when I do the shows as well, the Skype shows, there's, a, there's always a story. Always. 
It's not yeah. like it's pop on and hi son, how are you? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that mental stimulation. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, and um, you know what's interesting? I learned. Sure. Yeah. More recently, in mainstream, the taboo stuff is happening. Yeah. In mainstream too, so it's not just in porn. Yeah, the internet seems definitely seems to be accelerating everything. Like you said, a lot of guys are desensitized and they watch a lot of porn, and they just need something else. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's I think that's where a lot of the fetishes have started to come to the forefront. Absolutely, it's definitely an interesting time. Um, switching gears a little bit, uh, obviously this is the Stoner Jesus Show, and we love marijuana <laughs> and everything about it. Um, can you tell me about the first time? That uh, you tried weed. Do you remember uh, where you were and how it went down? Yes. I was probably about 14, 15, somewhere in there. I grew up in the country. Um, you know, grew up on 20 acres of land with, you know, horses, chickens, pigs, cows, you know, grew our vegetables. And that whole area where I lived, marijuana and growing was the thing. Yeah. So okay. I was pretty young when I tried it. Uh, of course, with a friend. Actually, it was a boyfriend, to be specific. And I remember, I just thought, wow, this is the coolest feeling ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then at that same kind of age point, I also got drunk one time, you know, at a party. And I was sick as a dog for like yeah. two days. And I got caught. My mom and dad found out, you know, and I was so sick. I said, I swear I will never drink alcohol again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't say I never did, but I never drank really alcohol after that. I still don't, even to this day. Maybe a glass of wine here and there or a cocktail, but literally my consumption of alcohol is maybe, maybe two times a month I might have something alcoholic. You know, weed was... Just the one that always felt the best and just worked for me. Yeah. Know? Well, definitely best. a lot of people can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty early, you know, considering my age now. It's a long time ago. And it's interesting because back then it was like there was just one kind of weed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these strains and, it's, you know, this helps with that. And, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing what has happened. Absolutely. So uh, if I ask you about the highest you've ever been, is there a, a specific incident that comes to mind? Oh. Maybe you were just like, oh, I'm just I'm just a little too high. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know I have felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember specifically what that moment was or where I was at. And, you know, actually, I've always kind of called myself a one-hit wonder. Hmm. Because I've been typically a lightweight. It doesn't take, especially with the strains today. Yeah. You know, I literally can take one or two puffs and I'm good for hours. <laughs> you know, and I smoke regularly. You know, I smoke every week. You know, I'm smoking mostly on the weekend because I, although I will say when I do Skype shows or cam shows on the cam site for my members, I always take a puff. A little puff, just because oh, yeah. it, you know, makes it more fun, and I'm more creative. I mean, we all know mm-hmm. how much more creative we are when we're when we're stoned, right? We have all these great ideas and thoughts, and oh yeah, you know, it just <laughs> makes it more fun. So I, but I don't need a whole lot, 
you know, yeah. but starting so high, I, you know, there's been times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're on the West coast, right? Yes. I'm in uh, Northern California. Okay. So you got the medical out there and obviously your recreational is coming to, um, do you have any, uh, you mentioned, uh, I think it was you a long time ago when we were going back and forth about the interview about using like, um, the, the topicals and, and things like that, like the CBD, um, yes. Oh my gosh. How you felt? So how's that? How, how's that helped you, you know, in general? Yeah, I was so excited. Um, I was in Arizona for three years and I moved back to Northern California a little over a year ago. And that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to get my license so I can go to the dispensaries and get what I need. And it was through that consult with the doctor that I learned about CBD. I had no, never heard of it. I didn't even know what it was. And she explained to me how that's like the healing properties of the cannabis plant and how it just can help you with so many different ailments and issues. And because I've had neck and shoulder um, issues for a long, long, long time due to some accidents. And I was like, well, I'll, you know, that'd be great. I would love to try it. So the first time I went to the dispensary, I talked to the folks there and they set me up with CBD oil mm -hmm. and it's just drops that you put underneath your tongue. Okay. Um, and I've tried a couple, I've tried one of the topicals, but I still find that the oil is the best. It gets yeah. in your system the best and the fastest. Usually within about 20 to 30 minutes, um, I can feel the difference if I'm hurting somewhere or I don't feel good or something like that. And I've turned a lot of friends onto it because let's face it, I'm 49, so most of my friends are that age or older. And <laughs> you know, it starts breaking down, you start moving the wrong way and ah, you know, yeah. and our bodies are just breaking down from old injuries and things like that. So I, I have friends that have had knee problems and Women have hip problems, and and it has tremendously helped myself and my friends. So I am so thrilled that the CBD came alive, <laughs> you know, in the last however long. I don't even know how long the CBD has been around because I only learned about it about a year ago, this time last year. Yeah, it's been a few years has come to the forefront. The, um, the Dr. Sanjay Gupta um, documentaries on CNN were focused on CBD and helping kids with epilepsy and stuff like that. I think that's really what got a lot of people interested in searching about it. And since yeah. then it's become just a massive thing. Yeah. And it's great. You know, Absolutely. it's great it's helping so many people. And I love the fact, you know, that it doesn't alter your mind at all. So especially for people who don't want to feel high or anything, but they want the body to feel better. It's, yeah. it's perfect. I, you know, I think it needs to be, um, promoted more and and I, I mean I wish like your regular doctors you know were really into enforcing it or promoting it or prescribing it because I think you know it's still to me it seems like it's still in that genre of oh you know it's illegal you're not supposed to do it and and the, and I think the bigger problem is the testing people you know that have jobs that get randomly drug tested or they're applying for a new job I was told at the dispensary that even the CBD in your body can be detected and it is, um, and some employers will not hire you. Yeah. Because there's, of that. Like, there's been a lot of, a lot of progress, but there's still uh, definitely a long way to go. Yes. That's, that's crazy. You know, that if people are using it for helping and healing, 
that they wouldn't be able to get a job or they would lose their job because of it. So you're right. There's a long ways to go. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, a lot of people may not know, but uh, you are also, you also do radio. Uh, can you tell yes. us about your radio show? Yes. Um, I've been doing radio for the last couple of years. Uh, and the company that I've been working for just got recently bought out by someone who had a um, music channel called uh, Cherry Pop Radio. Uh, it's commercial free music, every genre you can think of, um, which is nice. There's no commercials, unlike some of the other ones out there. And they've added an adult talk channel. Um, and I will start uh, officially starts um, January 1st. So I'm just, you know, coming up here. Um, so people can download the app, you know, or type in cherrypopradio.com on their computer and listen to music. And then when the shows come on through the adult channel, you can listen. My show is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's two hours. So seven to nine on Tuesdays. So I actually fly, I will be flying down to LA every week to do my show uh, live in the studio. And it's gonna be great because I've done the other one I was doing, I was doing from home remotely. Yeah. And uh, I love the idea that I'm going to be down in the area where I can get other performers to come in and, you know, co-host with me and have fun and, you know, see them and be playful with the girls, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, yeah. something you, um, you you host by yourself or do you have a regular co-host or, or how does that work? Um, the first year I did it, I did it all by myself. And then this, this year I added co-host, but she's not going to continue on with me. She lives in Arizona. And she's not continuing on with me. So I'm starting off as kind of a solo, but not really. I've, I'm going to do my first few shows with Evan Stone, if you know who that is. He's um, been in the porn industry for a very long time. He has his own radio show, and he's going to co-host with me um, at least for the first few weeks or so until I you know, scout out another female um, to bring into the studio and have fun with. Um, and I like the co-hosting. Actually, just because if somebody doesn't, if people aren't calling in, you know, yeah. not that I, obviously I don't have a problem talking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but still it's more fun when you can talk with somebody and go back and forth. And if no one calls in, two hours is a long time. Yeah. I did that for the first year and it was, it got tough. Yeah. You know, there were times where it got tough or, you know, the, the thing is a lot of the same people call, you know, and then. You get to a point where we, you talk to them and yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So it, I do like the co-host idea. Plus, now that I'm going to be in a, a studio and have my co-host side by side, of course, I love the idea of having another female there um, because eventually we're going to offer um, VIP memberships for being able to see us, yeah. not just hear us. And of course, you know, we're going to get down and dirty and do some fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this so it'll be a, well worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So if it, and the only way you'll be able to hear my show is if you download the app or pull it up on your computer, Cherry Pop Radio. Um, that's the only way you'll be able to hear it. Um, it. The other radio station I was working for, they had podcasts that would play and things like that. Um, but now it's just through Cherry Pop. Okay. Cherry Pop Radio. So, so yeah. Uh, besides MindyMink.com, what was that? Yeah. I would say if you're ever in LA, I might interview you. Have you come to the studio with me? And awesome. Like, what do you think about that? I would definitely love to come in. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm stuck out here in Kentucky, and it's it's not very fun. Oh, I was wondering where you were at. Okay, you know, I'm across the river from Cincinnati. So okay, 
All kind right. of a black hole, especially where <laughs> marijuana is concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's yeah, not the greatest. Yeah, California because of you know with the whole marijuana thing. I mean, it's there's so much going on in California. Obviously, yeah. I was in so, L.A. for a high school trip, which was 20 years ago now, and uh, that's the last time I've been out there. So, oh. it's changed. <laughs> yeah, let me know if you come out that way for for other types of things, and you can be a um, a guest on my show. Oh, absolutely! I will definitely take you up on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so besides MindyMink.com, of course, Mindy with two eyes, uh, where are some of the other places, uh, websites and social media that people can find you? I have a Twitter is my like biggest social media that I participate in. And it's my, I keep everything simple. It's my name at Mindy Mink. So okay. you can easily, easily find me there. Um, and then on the website, MindyMink.com there's, it's a membership website. So all my, uh, what's nice doing my own membership website is I'm in control of what I want to film and who I want to film with. Yeah. So, and that, that makes it, I just, I literally just launched that in September this year. I've been something I've been working on the last couple of years to happen. Um, so in there, there's a store tab, which will redirect you to, uh, if you want to do a Skype show with me, if you want me to make you a custom video, if you want to buy a DVD movie that I'm in, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I sell, you know, bras and panty sets and clothing I've worn and, you know, all that stuff. So if you go to the store tab, then you'll see that you can reach out to me and have fun with me and, and other yeah. types of ways too, besides the um, membership side of things where you're seeing all the, the girl, girl and solo scenes that I've done. And awesome. then I do have Instagram, Although I'm not real active on it, <laughs> someone took my name years ago and created Mindy Meek Instagram account. Um, and I was kind of mad about that when I found that out. I was like, wait, that's my name. What? But they actually have helped because they are posting pictures of me and they promote my website. So I'm not really oh, that upset over cool. it. And I'm not really that upset over it anymore. And I created one uh, that Meek is soft um, because that's what I'm known for, my mink, <laughs> pussy hair. Yes. And, uh, but I don't do much on there because um, I just am so busy on Twitter. Yeah. I don't have Facebook. I mean, just managing Twitter is a lot sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Know? Yeah. So that's well, the best social media-wise to find me. Yep, and make sure you check out the the radio show and the website and all that. Mindy, I want to thank you. It took us uh, a little while to get it together, but we are. <laughs> we, I know. We did Barely. it. Ever. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, if you ever want to come back on the show, if you have anything to promote, you know, you know where to find me. Just let me know. I appreciate that. I just did an audition for the new Batwoman movie that Axel Braun is is doing this next year, and uh, tried out for the Huntress character. So if I get that, um, that would be a fun one to talk about as far as how because I've never done a parody type movie like yeah. that. And a character, especially a comic book character, how cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so if I get that part, we'll definitely have to talk about how that went for me and how much fun that was. That sounds awesome. Mindy, yeah. again, thank you for taking the time. And uh, everybody welcome. check out MindyMink.com. Thank you. Bye, hey, Mindy. Have all my fans. I want to say that. Thank you to all my fans that support Absolutely. me and keep me doing what I love to do. So, thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Mindy. Have a good one. <laughs> thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Mindy Mink.
Thank <laughs> you.